Heaven high! Heaven high, John. How are you today? I've got a little bit of a sexy cold. Oh, that's the sort of sexy cold you always have, for example. I haven't had a cold for ages and ages. I've been immune to them for ages, but this one's got me. You always, always have a cold. You've never not had a cold. You don't know what life is like without a cold. You'll be so happy and surprised should you ever not have a cold. I spent seven hours in a car with Jim, and he gave me his diseases. Foul individual. This is episode 128 of Ram Doings, and if you want to congratulate us for reaching 8 bits, you can email podcast at rumdoings.com or tweet us at rumdoings. Why don't you do that, you wretched, wretched folk? Yes. The topic today is as follows. Since science has now proven that windmills and a railway going through the countryside is inherently ugly, isn't it about time we stop doing both of those? <laughs> it's a good point. Exactly, but you can't discuss it. Nope. Remember, go back to episode one. Remember the rules? They were, uh, an episode one? Yes. Do you know what I find amusing? People who complain about the various topics we do or don't discuss and who complain about uh, the fact that we repeat things and so on, they need to go back and understand the point of this podcast, which is that there isn't one. And we can repeat ourselves and we can ramble on as much as we want and there's no topic and so forth. They, they, They miss the very notion of what makes this different from, say, The Economist podcast. We have really failed to do any tech reviews in a long time. Have we? Yeah, or that's true. Or whatever it was, our purpose. No, it's it's a strange thing. The whole I I, I challenge anyone to speak for a uh, hundred and twenty hours and not repeat themselves. Plus, I don't see that sort of repetition as necessarily bad because what's interesting is when the repetition is slightly different to the way one said it previously, and it becomes like a comforting little luppy. In fact, it? if you were to just listen to all the episodes in a row, it would be like a spiral would you spiral out of control maybe if you played them all at once there'd be a black hole of audio which would suck the universe and all its contents into its uh, creamy maw hmm that's something that everyone should do it's worth a try at least exactly Actually, nick i'm that, not, I'm not that, feeling i'm not feeling full of imagination and topics because my head's full of socks i don't care that's actually something that we should try to do as uh, an art installation Play every single episode of Ram Doings, but not serially. Play them parallelly. Lalalalily. And there'll be an episode of Ram Doings in the Turbine Hall mm-hmm. of the uh, Tate Modern. And each episode of Ram Doings will be playing on its own cassette tape recorder. Okay. Distributed across the Turbine Hall. And there will be 128 volunteers who will press play at the same time on their tape recorder, and they will have to stay by the tape recorder and rewind the episode when it ended to start it again. Yeah. And if necessary, go to side B, because, of course, some of these episodes were longer than the 45 minutes that uh, a C90 tape can hold on one side, and we certainly could use anything longer than that. Of course not. And then they'll have to press play again. So eventually things will start to become out of synchronisation. Not that they'd ever be much in synchronisation anyway, considering they're all different podcasts. Don't you think that's And then they could, should continue this for three weeks. And I think all, 100, art. all 128 volunteers should be in a bikini and have their arms, legs and head chopped off. By zombies, yes. Yes. Otherwise that's offensive. Yes. 
So, <laughs> you've launched a new blog. I have. What's it called? It's called baby.botherer.org. And what's it about? It's actually called Pregnant Pause, which is the cleverest name of anything ever. Anybody who does a pun like that doesn't deserve a baby. You know full well my rule. I should really have to start a business. <laughs> An artificial insemination business. I'm going to try to remember some of the names I rejected along the way. Oh, I had... Um, well, our tagline is normal cervix will be resumed shortly. That's better. Uh, but it's a bit long for the title of a blog. Yeah. Can you can you tell the lady and gentleman what this well, blog is about? Well, let's be honest, just, just the lady in this case. Yeah, tell the lady what this blog is about. So Laura and I are trying to make a baby in her tummy. Is that is that wise? But her tummy, it turns out, has got, hasn't got it isn't very welcoming to babies at the moment. Her tummy is a science tummy. It doesn't have time for such nonsense. Exactly. And it so wants to do experiments. We've been to see the warlock who's casting mm-hmm. spells on her tummy. Right. So a baby uh, can go in there. And and the warlock decided that you were fecund? No. Yes. I forgot, I, for a moment, I forgot what fecund means. Yes, I am... I am uh, my fecundity... Merely, merely normal. My fecundity is of extraordinarily average proportions. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, we you know, it, Laura has PCOS... Uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome um and so that makes and 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 so do an enormous number of women something like i think it's something like one in five and yet even the other day on the radio i heard an article by someone saying and the doctors could not find out what's wrong with me and then one day i was looking in a medical textbook in the library usual nonsense and i found these descriptions and i took it to the doctor and said this this is what i have and that mysterious ailment was PCOS. It's very strange that people just... So we figured, since everyone's going through this and no one's talking about it, we, you know, we don't have mm. any shame. We may as well. Yeah. And it's uh, funnily enough, PCOS is highly related to metabolic syndrome and is directly related to, uh, to blood sugar issues. And that's why drugs like metformin can make a big difference, which Absolutely. are diabe- diabetic drugs. Um, somebody uh, described PCOS as a, 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 an insulin, some, some, uh, what, what did he call it? Insulin derangement syndrome. That's right, yes. That. So it, it does tend to so everything connects up together again, and you can't eat too many sweeties, I'm afraid, if you but want to have interestingly, interestingly mm. people with PCOS either tend to be overweight or underweight. It can, exhibit, it can cause people to become very underweight and find it impossible to put weight yes. on. But that's, that's, that's not surprising at all. Um, type 2 diabetes, which is a problem where your body's producing so much insulin but your cells aren't listening, makes you overweight because your, cell, your fat cells won't ever release fat. Type 1 diabetes, however, where you can't produce any insulin at all, means that your body cannot store any fat and use any energy at all and you wither away. Oh, so, so it's not surprising because, you know, when you have a problem with the one hormone that's to do with energy release and intake, that's gone screwy. You can go either way, can't you? Indeed. So there we are. It's an interesting disease that a lot of people have, and a lot of people I know have had. Yes, me too. And, and generally, the way that doctors and science deal with it are, A, pretend it doesn't exist, then find it does exist, and then throw things that were invented in the 1930s at it, and that's it. And metformin is an interesting drug because it's incredibly cheap to produce mm. and so cheap that no one will do the research on it to, no. to prove, to demonstrate that it treats PCOS. And therefore, doctors can't actually prescribe it for PCOS. No. And it, uh, metformin has, I think, been around since the 30s or really? 40s. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very old drug. Because of that, there's no patenting opportunities. And therefore, why should pharmaceutical companies care about it? Mm-hmm. So, as is the case with so many very important, possibly life-saving 
wonder drugs, but that aren't sufficiently lucrative. That's why, as I've said again, we need to nationalise the whole of the pharmaceutical industry. Now. Okay. okay? Well, do it then. I have. Okay, good. It's so, called yeah, the Illocutionary Act. I'm going to do the Illocutionary Act now. I hereby nationalise all of pharmaceutical companies in this country. <laughs> that that where, where, where the language that one utters is itself the act, like when, say, I hereby declare or something like that, that's called an illocutionary act. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the little lesson. So, yeah, so I went to see if my chaps were the problem. And your chaps were all right, were they? They were normal. I was so mm. disappointed by normal. Yes. I just wanted, all I, wanted. Is when they had it. Yes. I just wanted the quivering voice on the phone saying, You have super spam. We've never seen the like. The microscope was shattered. Um, but Did you... sadly, I didn't even get to speak it to anyone on the phone because they'd only tell Laura about my sperm. Oh. I wasn't allowed to know because men aren't you're very important here. No, you're not. You're just the drone. I am. I am merely the pump. Yes. Oh, do you, so you, when you went to make your deposit, you went to the hospital, did you? Yes, I was invited into the because I, 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 uh, I can't be bothered to go into it, but I had an aborted attempt um, with the, the main <laughs> hospital. I know. It's a hilarious pun. Uh, where they screwed up and they told me I didn't need an appointment and I did. So I turn up standing in the middle of a hospital holding a, a, a vestibule of my own semen and being told, nope, don't want that, thanks. She said so you wasted your precious seed and you were there committing the sin of Onan. I am Onan himself. So mm. uh, the lady said to me eventually, after being just a, a, obnoxiously rude, said they to are me, all rude. would you like me to throw it away for you? I, yeah, I, I think so. I don't think I'll be putting it back. I'm putting it on the mantelpiece. So anyway, so I went to the far better fertility clinic at, at that same hospital. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, oh, no, no, you don't, you don't produce it at home. You come on in and, and go to a special Come on room. in. And it's worth checking the blog just for this photo because it's the oh, special room. Do you remember in school when you had the temporary building put up and then it would be there for seventeen years? Yes, I had those. They were, they were, they were called the French classes. There you go. They were first. They were the arts and textiles rooms. Fair enough. Um, so this, the temporary building at the hospital—that's what it feels like—and it's incredibly, you know, kind of nasty and fifties. And yeah. when you go inside, and then you go through this one particular door, and it's like stepping through a portal into a into a little miniaturized hotel room. A sexy hotel room. Sexy. But it was. It was like the lights were dim and there's a little desk lamp. No, a little um, a bedside table lamp on the side and the curtains drawn and a nice little single bed and a box of tissues. And a, and a box of porn. And there was a drawer of porn. I didn't talk about the porn in the book post. Um, but the porn was magazines from 2010. <laughs> and I thought, That's if you're going to do one thing, update your mag- your pornos annually. Mm. Yes, I would have thought sake. so. Um, and it, it, it and does some... amuse me. It does amuse me that somewhere on the NHS ledger is a legitimate expenditure in 2010 <laughs> for pornographic magazines. That's true. Yeah, but a couple of them were nuts. Were nuts magazine. Those are not going to help. That's not very helpful at all. They just, and in fact, just most of it. It just makes me feel quite sad. <laughs> they didn't really help. Was a great it hardcore deal. or medium core or soft? Very, core? very soft. Well, what's the point? Very, very soft's only good if you want to be very, very soft. That's no good. <laughs> That's what the old saying goes. You know, frankly, well, just give somebody a... They should just have a, a, a wipe-clean internet slate, for goodness sake. Well, that's I, I think we are. Laura and I watched a programme on the television recently about... Uh, it was a documentary about a fertility clinic, and it was all a modern one in Liverpool. And they had touchscreen uh, monitors for displaying any movie of your choice. 
Oh, that's better. Well, tell me this, and yes. you can say it as delicately as you want, mm-hmm. but was the fact that you were being asked to perform for science an, an, an interesting notion? No, really, honestly, like, like I don't really need it. Was it, like, t- it, was, it was like sneezing, basically. It just became an autonomous, oh, God, I've got to get this over with. It's, yeah. It's a bit sad that, that all, all your pleasurable functions in life are now reduced to <laughs> science experiments. <laughs> but I, I'd say, you know, I don't really need a tatty old magazine to, man- to achieve this task. I'm no. perfectly capable. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, but it's, it's fine because it's not, I think it would have been, it would have been a certain sadness to it had this been the sample that was going to be used for fertilising an egg or something like that. I Which may still happen. Of course, of course, it may. And I think so. Now you're telling your future child that the your production of him or her was a sad and well, I think. It, but that's the thing. I think I'll it would quote be... you when you speak to little Wilhelmina. Uh huh. I think it would, but I think it would be a little bit sad that day. I don't think that when you have a child, you're not going to care, are you? But on that day yeah. itself, it's like, hmm, that's not quite how I was expecting the, the, uh, the, that would go. But no, this was just for a count. So it just felt very, it felt very surreal. Is that the right word? No, it wasn't surreal. Super real. Super real. It just felt peculiar. Let's say that. It felt evil and nasty and sinful. And then, yes, right. Disgusting. Yes. Um, and then afterwards, when you're done, there's a little... Because the, 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 the secret miniaturized hotel room is behind a kind of an airlock of two doors. Uh-huh. Um, and in, in the airlock was a little um, wooden uh, flap in the wall. Mm. And you lowered the flap, a wooden flap, and you put the sample in there with your form and you closed it again. Oh, that's nice. So it keeps it nice and shameful. Excellent. <laughs> and the, ne- the, brilliant, the form says, and I put a photo of this on the blog too, the form says... Mrs. Laura Walker, do 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 do, and then man's name, John. Man's name. Man's name. The drone. <laughs> the sample drone. Today. That's right. And then when I was complete, the nurse bit my head off and ate it. Yeah. So did you feel terrible at being objectified like that? No. But I just it made me. It made me just think this. I like I've said. I think that. Um, the, the system should be such that there is no need for a, a man to be present. Like, as when we were in the waiting room, there was a lesbian couple waiting, and I can imagine it would have just been quite unpleasant for them if they was all like, and, and where do I put the, where do I put in this husband field? Yeah. Um, obviously. But it would be also nice to have it be possible to be recognised as, as existent. I think so. I think you're, you're right. I think they're, they're disgraceful and should all be shot at dawn. Men. Not at not 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 at gloaming at dawn because that's the time when people deserve to be shot. That's <laughs> right. So I'm going to be flying to America, America next month to do some staff training and some um, meetings. And I wondered, John, what yes. should I watch on the aircraft on my magical little phone tablet thing? I've already told you what to watch. I've forgotten because I don't heed anything you write or say to me. Oh, fair enough. I, that's absolutely true. I think mm. you should watch Justified. I think you might enjoy the, the grimness of it. Won't it be too grim for a plane ride, which, let's be honest, is a little grim anyway after the first couple of hours? Oh, you're only doing a baby plane ride. You're only going to New York. If it twere it only tomorrow, I could say I was going to America next month and I've got to go on the 12-hour ride to San Francisco. So yeah, I think you're you doing 12... the easy-peasy short hop. I think you said 12-hour bride. <laughs> Did I? Yes, you're, go- you're going on the 12-hour ride. That's right. That's how I like yeah. to think of uh, flight attendants. They're yeah. my 12-hour ride. Yeah. Oh, well, there we are. <laughs> Laura doesn't listen to Ram Doings anymore, so it's okay. I can, Why doesn't she I can, listen anymore? I can confess to the many affairs that I have now. 
Why doesn't she listen anymore? Because I, I think find that offensive. I'm offended. I'm I think very she badly is, offended. I think she is hate on a cellular level. Well, exactly. She hates babies. She hates rum doings. What else does she hate? <laughs> she just hates. She only loves science and Jesus. I've exactly. Said that before. And that's and and what a crazy contradiction that is. Well, let's be honest. As we all know, Jesus hates science. <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's funny though. Um, that's all one needs: a little bit of science and a little bit of Jesus. So you, why love anything else? That's true, and that's and you, you find your podcast cast aside. I heard a strange rumor from that John Walker guy the other day. Oh yes, he claimed, and this does sound very far fetched. So well, it's bear like with me, idiot. Bear with me. Um, yeah. I'm just reporting. Don't kill the messenger. Okay. Don't murder the messenger. Don't Roger the messenger up his backside, <laughs> please, like you always do. All right. Uh huh. This once. This nefarious ne'er-do-well walker claimed <laughs> that he was staying in a british hotel was both reasonable and reasonably priced now obviously that's nonsense would you care to comment what a matt what a silly thing it was the strangest experience we we um it, jim booked it we were in brighton for the evening um with jim with jim and jim and i and our romantic getaway yeah, well, um, Brighton's the place to do it. Well, indeed, and it very nearly it's full was. of gays. You see, I'm saying Brighton's completely gay. That's completely, 100% gays. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's extraordinary that they manage to reproduce uh, mm. on the scale that they do, but it's just all mm. artificial fertility. It's all, yeah, like, they have their own special rooms. It's true. So, um, yeah, so we booked in, and indeed we turned up at this place, and it's, it turns out it's only been open for a month. So it hasn't got... Maybe it just hasn't had time to go bad. I don't it know. It hasn't had like time to, 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 to have the kind of British pattern of falling it like a yeah. pile of dust. But upon arrival, the man seeing us to our rooms was absolutely determined that we were sharing a room. He just... It was the immediate default assumption that we were a couple. Well, of course, it's 100% gay. So 100% why gay, so why wouldn't it be? Um, and it, but it was so funny. We were like, it took us three goes. We said three times. No, no, John has a separate room from Jim. Um, <laughs> three times. And he finally, on this third time, he went, oh, 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 another room. Oh, and had to go back downstairs. Well, I like it. It's the inverse over. of the normal thing. They found you a bit weird for having separate rooms. I know, it was lovely. It was Unlike really... the usual thing. Okay, so, and was this chap otherwise the usual sort of brutalised, unfriendly sort that one meets at British hotels? No, he was very, he was very friendly. I don't, right. he, he seemed to, to not be able to do the check-in procedure and he had to keep going down and getting someone else to help. I mean, it was a little frustrating because we were stood there for a very long time waiting for this. Mm. Um, but after that, the hotel, it was a guest house, I think. It was called, I shall, I shall promote it because it was very good. It was called the um, uh, A Room with a View, which is a terrible name. It's awful. Awful. Close it down just for that. But the rooms are splendid. The bed was a, it had to be a, a super king. It was so wide <clears throat> um, and very comfy. The mattress wasn't made of rocks like you normally expect in a British hotel. Or full of pebbles. And it was just lovely and soft and not but firm but soft and soft but firm. Mm-hmm. There was a good sized, like a decent sized widescreen TV mounted on the wall at the end, at, at, at the foot of the bed. Not CRT with that hissed when you turn it on. No, indeed. And not that weird thing where it looks like a brand new TV. When you turn it on, everything wobbles and fuzzes in and out. And <laughs> Yes. And nor did you have to f- skip through the hotel information page every time you turn the TV on. So that was nice too. Yeah. Um, the bathroom was spectacular. It had a, a, a sink mounted above the surface, you know, one of these above surface sink looking beautiful, mm. these huge stylish square taps. And then the mm. shower match where the shower was a, a large square just mounted in the ceiling that had good pressure coming straight down. No bath? Uh, no bath. Well, that's it. I wouldn't have stayed there. Fair enough then. Um, and there was tea and coffee making facilities like the likes I've never seen in my life. 
you were allowed to have some instant coffee and one bag of Tetley. There was a, a range of teas for me to ignore. There were there was instant coffee, both regular and, and decaf, and then there was a, a pod coffee making machine and a kettle mm. and two packets of two biscuits and two little um, dippy biscuit things for coffees. Mm. A massive course, array. A pity you couldn't have any of those coffees because they were made by baby killers. They were Ness. It was uh, what did they call it? Nescapod or something. Yeah, Nesca baby killer. Nesca baby murdering. Yes, exactly. So you couldn't have any of those. That's so, right. yeah. And so, but it, otherwise, it's just a really splendid room. Free Wi-Fi. Uh, there was a password uh, to to use it, but it was, that was it. And once you, mm. you know, there was no login procedure or pay your £8.99 for an hour. None of this. None of it. It was great. It was like, it was like being in America, essentially. Can we ban all these stupid Wi-Fi splash page nonsenses that every time you reconnect to it it shows you a splash page and obliterates the web page that you're actually looking at and so on can we just stop that and stop no, it now. It, inevitably a splash page in which you have to insert your username and password which it refuses to remember and then when you've done that it then opens up another splash page no but it's it's almost worse where it doesn't ask you for a username and password because then that is just fatuous <laughs> i suppose so and that happens on the the london underground now at platforms has and most stations underground now have uh, Virgin Media's Wi-Fi. But when you first connect, it shows you an advert for Virgin before it does anything else. Well, that's, Which is that's always the nice price when you, you pay know, for freedom, isn't it? Well, no, you have to pay for this or you have to have a Virgin account at home. Oh, really? I thought it was free. It was free until now. You're kidding. If you've got a Virgin account at home, you can log in. And of course you do, because you like to give your money to both Richard and Rupert. Yeah, so that's in fact the way that uh, modern Tory-based um, infrastructure development works. You give it to your favourite companies mm-hmm. and they then rent it out to people piecemeal in a very arbitrary sort of way. So hang on, it was free when it started, but they've changed it and made it pay for now? Well, it was always going to be pay for. They said they were giving a gift to London for the Olympics. And oh, took the gift away. I see. Yes, isn't that clever? Whereas if you go to, say, Seattle or San Francisco, it's pretty hard not to find Wi-Fi floating in the air around you wherever you go. Mm, I tend to find that this country seems to be a lot more stingy. Again, you know, it's rationing. This is extraordinary. You you look on your phone and it says, it'll say Seattle Public Wi-Fi. And you think, oh, which Mm. shop's that? Oh, it's not a shop, it's just Seattle's Public Wi-Fi. There have been massive fights against that in America, though. The AT&T and so on oh, tried sure, to make it yes. illegal in so many states. You know, municipal Wi-Fi is basically communism and therefore shouldn't be allowed, <laughs> Yes, as you well well know. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs where something that should be so cheap and ubiquitous as Wi-Fi has turned into an artificially constrained commodity, isn't it? Indeed. It's your precious Wi-Fi, which you can spend. <laughs> you know, or it, that, it does amaze me sometimes how organizations can't be bothered to get an adsl connection and put a wi-fi router in their in their establishment and just open it up you know i don't know yeah. i don't know uh, oh that's going to cost them nearly 15 pounds a month <laughs> and you what think if, well why are you what are you worried about what if someone used it to uh look up at how to make a terrorism bomb or at a bear lady that's true well never mind the terrorism bomb but the bear ladies are the problem they need to be stopped Stamp them out, I see. Except in 2010 porn magazines. That's true. For, for no, special purposes. Funny enough, it was funny watching this documentary on the BBC4s where they said, um, it was kind of wives saying, 
Normally it would be bother me if you watched porno, but for some reason I didn't care when it was the mixed sperm come out of his willy. Yeah, but that's generally the point of porn. Isn't it? That's like a slightly confusing rule. But no, it's like, well, it was in my favour, so he's allowed to look at the bare ladies <laughs> over there. If he must in order to make the baby. Yeah, it's an odd um, an odd set of moral rules that, that uh, overlap one another. I understand those rules. If Laura were regularly looking at handsomer, bigger winkied men than me, mm-hmm. I would certainly feel perturbed. I'm certain if Victoria were doing the same, so would you. Victoria follows many such uh, people on her Twitter. Yes, I'm sure, but they're they're not posting photographs of their throbbing, engorged members. Uh, I think one does, but then again, (laughs) that person was born a lady, so it's probably quite impressive. That's true, too. Achieved such... Oh, we mustn't talk about... We mustn't open that hornet's nest again. (laughs) Yeah. So... I predict it's going to take you another... Eight and a half months. Yes. And then you'll, then a pregnancy will be announced. That's my prediction. Really? That long? Oh. Yes. So, no, what, what do you think? It's going to happen tomorrow? No, I was hoping three months. No, eight and a half months. Sorry. Well, we're at the point now where the metformin is doing its job. Mm. And so now so it's just a matter of hitting the, hitting the spinning target. If Laura is ovulating, that means that we've got the, you know, the same 20% chance any month that anyone else has. Hmm. So five months seems a fair. No, it's going to be eight yeah. and a half months because... I don't want it to take that long. Well, it will. Sorry. Oh. You know, complain to Jesus if you have a problem with that. But, but you were the one claiming you couldn't tell whether it would be a boy or a girl at the time. Well, I suggest that it's more likely that it's going to be a girl. Well, but your logic was flawed. But let's go for a girl this first time, I think. Yeah, well, get rid of it if it isn't, and then you'll know it's a girl. It's fair enough. And do you remember what name you chose for her? Yes, of course I do. What was it? We're not, going to, we're not going to say, are we? Because that might jinx it. Well, <laughs> jinx it. We're not going to say because Laura doesn't like it because she's rubbish. Well, yeah, I mean, what's she going to call it? Laura Junior? I think so. I think that's what she's hoping for. I mean, my uh, sister-in-law, her mother is called, has the same name that she does, and that must cause all sorts of confusion in a house. I don't know how that works. It does seem very strange, especially when it's calling for specific dinner times. Yeah, so imagine you had a daughter called Laura. It would save time for dinner, though, wouldn't it? You just shout Laura. You don't have to shout <laughs> yes. all those extra syllables for everybody. Yeah. Or, Laura, bring me my slippers, then you'd have twice as much chance of getting them. This is true, or twice as many slippers. Hmm, exactly. I'm wearing slippers right now. That's how you can tell I've got a cold. How pathetic is, is your horrible feline being sympathetic to he's not, you? He's, just been, he's prowling around me at the moment. I'm not sure what he's after. But no, I'm in a dressing gown and slippers. That's, that's absolute 100% proof that I've got a slight sniffly nose and a sore throat. I read an article today in an economics magazine, it wasn't The Economist, basically saying that the UK economy is screwed beyond redemption because of all the money that's owed that can never be paid back, blah, blah, blah. And within a year or two, we're all going to be feeling it and then we'll be Mad Max. Oh, was that, that, was that, is it Market Week or something like that? Um, they, claim sure. to, they claim to yeah. have predicted everything that's happened over the last 20 years and they said that yeah. with absolute certainty that our debt is of such extraordinary scale yes. that these payments we're making now and the changes we're making are, are merely cosmetic and yeah. everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket. The thing is, if I think that would be true were money real. But because well, exactly. they, they think money is real. Yeah, but because it's pretend, because we're all playing the game with yeah. our plastic cash registers and our monopoly money, 
We yeah. could just magic the situation so money means a different thing if it got to that. Well, for, for, for that magazine, when they say there's a mountain of debt, they're actually thinking of a big mountain. <laughs> Not of some numbers in a computer. Exactly. So you just have to say... Well, you just have to jubilee it, don't you? And eventually we'll have to. We'll just realise we have to. But what happened... Well, yeah, but the, the Greeks and Weimar Republic thought that as well, didn't they, John? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I would think, though, that the, this island probably has been living a lifestyle that's beyond its means, in as much as I don't really believe that we can support the welfare system that we have. We probably can't support the NHS, we can't support the army, but we also can't support these rich people who think that they're going to get all their services either. I think there's going to be an equal opportunities collapse until we look something like Slovakia just after the Iron Curtain collapsed. Did you see yesterday Zimbabwe announced that after it's paid all its workers it has $218 left in its account? <laughs> well, at least it's positive. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's enough to go to a nice meal into the cinema with all your, with your, with your government, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it does make me wonder, you know, I am sympathetic when I, you hear about ATOS and you hear about people who are saying how the government's treating poor people badly, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But isn't that just the frilly edges of the true problems that will happen when we start defaulting on our debt? At that point, there won't be any welfare. There won't be any, there won't be any ATOS because there won't be any proper NHS either. There won't be any um, safety nets. There won't be any tax credits. There'll just be a general sort of malaise at best and civil war combined with probably some sort of eventual totalitarianism at worst. I don't know. <coughs> I doubt it very much, though. But why? Just because you don't want it to be true? Yeah, because I don't. I don't think it, it will be. It will happen. I think they will. The people in charge are powerful enough to change the rules appropriately. They'll just change the rules to decide a yes. new set of rules. Well, that didn't happen with Nazi Germany, did it? Well, actually, it did. They changed the rules, and Hitler came into power. Well, yes, but so you're know. saying you like Hitler? You want Hitler? Yes, to come and sort, to come and sort things out. It's about time. But I mean, yes. I mean, actually Hitler. I don't want anyone else like him. Yeah, you're going to have to somehow clone him like in The Boys from Brazil. Oh, you're not one of these idiots who thinks Hitler's really dead, are you? Well, he's a very, very old man if he isn't. He's not. He was, that's all those experiments he was doing. That was for eternal life. Him and, well, Disney. Not that there's much difference. They both have a little moustache and hated Jews. This is true. Well, and, and Walt Disney was a, a fan of Hitler's. So. And indeed, Walt Disney was a Nazi. Yes, well, and he, a, a Nazi sympathiser. He wasn't actually a signed-up member of the Nazis. Um, uh, no, he was. He was uh, initially a signed-up member of the American Nazi Party. Is that true? I didn't. I don't know. Yes, there's no... That he actually was, as, as bizarre as it sounds. And he, and I he, know that he, he... He only went for a few meetings and tried to hush it up for obvious reasons, but no... He also, he also hired uh, a number of uh, former Nazis uh, after the Second World War. There was one guy, I've forgotten his name, he made a, um, he made a book and cartoon called My Friend the Atom, <laughs> which was to promote nuclear fission to children, and that was created by a, a Nazi war criminal. My, I, I've got quite a few collections of atoms who are friends as well, so there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's lovely. Do you have any atomic friends? Um, only Kieran. He's very atomic, isn't when he? You, when you start working for Marvel, you have to be given uh, gamma radiation to develop superpowers. Oh, I have to give a retrospective shout-out in case nobody's noticed. 
Um, cabin Pressure, the next series, has started. Yeah, well, it's been on for three weeks now. Exactly. So you've already missed the first few episodes, and it's not even available on Listen Again. Oh, it's one not, is it? Really? Yeah, so you're going to have to wait until it pops out and some... You'll have to go to HMV and buy the gramophone record of it at some stage. Well, don't do that, because when they release it, they'll only put four of the episodes, of the, or four um, of the six yeah. episodes on. So just yeah, t- download it. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely certain Finnemore wouldn't care less if you downloaded it. Well, it's probably ava- going to be available on iTunes, and you can buy them if you want to, I guess. Oh, that's or, if that's if there's a viable yeah. way to get them, go for that I think there well. might be. Have a, have a look, but I, I've been enjoying them. They are superb. I've only heard the first one so far, and it was absolutely brilliant. Burling Day. I know how I thought doing it a third time, he's bound to break it. Nope, absolutely brilliant. But I like the chutzpah of it. That's why he chose it. He kind of said, "Right, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to do another Burling Day, and I'm going to actually start the bloody series yes, with it. Indeed, and I'm going to do something very different with it." And he did. Uh, and he, he tried to give himself as many constraints as possible. He said, "Right, there's no way that this man needs to fly anywhere. Yep, yep. We're going to make him fly somewhere ridiculous." Indeed, Let's and begin. With some slightly unfortunate timing, it was Tim. It was Timbuktu you wanted to go to. Yes, exactly. Oh dear. Yes, it's, it's, it's really it's, strange seeing Timbuktu in these because Timbuktu. I mean, I've, I think there's a frightening number of people who think it's pretend. Hmm. Um, and then, but I my well, memory it is, is pretend. T- now they've basically burnt all the um, ancient manuscripts yeah. and and advice because of their 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 anti-Islamic, of course, by existing. Yes, indeed. Um, Somebody, as one of their um, as one of their numbers said, the only thing we need in the world is the Quran. We are quite happy to burn everything else, which is fair enough. I mean, absolutely. Mm. So Timbuktu is. I'm, I'm I'm primarily worried about Hoot the Owl and Roar the Lion and so on. Oh no, they've been um, destroyed. Oh no, they're haram. <laughs> oh no. Sorry about that. That's awful news. Timbuktu is a good word. Thank you. If only it existed. Yes, if only it mm. did. Oh, dearie me. Uh, it's time to get rid of these colds, I think. Well, I agree. Um, although I do, if I... The thing is that the colds I have had of uh, in recent years, none of them have affected my voice, and you never get any sympathy if your voice doesn't change. No. no. So I'm grateful, at least, that I can speak in this range now. I assume all vestiges of snow have gone. Oh, yes, completely. It's rained away many, many times. Will you be getting any more? I, mean, I had some in my dream last night. Was it good? That wasn't snow. That was just naughty winky. It was no. It was lovely snow. I discovered <laughs> lovely sticky snow. I discovered a door in, in our in a bedroom that we don't have that we have never been through before that led out onto a roof garden, oh, and right, then the whole yes. of our huge back garden that we don't have was covered in snow. Well, it was the whole. It's just that you hadn't noticed that you had that garden. It was an inception dream as well because I'd um, I'd woken up in my dream. I'd woken up from a dream, and I was on my way downstairs to tell Laura about the dream that I'd had of course, when all these yes. things were happening. Yes. I do love those dreams where you where you suddenly remember and we've mentioned this before but I know that it's not an unconscious re-mentioning. I do love those dreams where you do remember suddenly that you've got this little room that you've never been in or don't usually use in your house that's sort of a guest room and is a bit dusty and you sort of think to yourself why don't we use this room or why don't we go through that door or why don't we um, make use of this other part of the house and that kind of thing. I, I always enjoy those. Did I tell you when we talked about this before did I tell you about Jim discovering this for real? Sort of, but repeat it. I shall repeat myself. Jim moved into a new house recently, and um, uh, they put their head up the attic just to see what was there after they'd bought it and moved in and discovered an entirely fitted, painted room up there. That's very weird that the estate agent would have made a huge fuss about it and Absolutely. charged off the house for it. Indeed. If the estate agent had known. 
Well, indeed. Well, now, now they, the, the resale value of the house, I assume, has just gone up because it's got an additional... What can, yeah. It's very pokey. He couldn't stand up in it, but it's being used for crafts, I believe. Crafts, as they're called. Yeah. yeah. So it's very exciting, and that's the sort of thing that has never happened to me. I've, the fact that I've never discovered a secret second staircase in a building I live in is absolutely devastating. Uh by the way, John, I'm going to Fosdem this coming weekend. And oh, you are? Out of solidarity with my co-workers who are doing the Linux Professional Institute certification, which is a general kind of Linux certification, I'm only doing the first exam. There are a number of different exams and they get harder. Um, I said that I would do it as well because all our new members of staff are doing it. Okay. And uh, you can do it on the second day of Fosdem. There are cheaper rates to do it. So I'm going to be sitting it. And the reason I'm mentioning it now is I haven't done any revision yet, and I need to do some revision today or tomorrow, believe it or not, because there are things in it that I, won't, that I don't know about or haven't cared about. For example, installing packages on Red Hat. As you know, I never use Red Hat, so why would I care? It's an Isn't it, I thought, it. Doesn't it operate this? Doesn't it use AppGet? No, it uses something called Yum and RPM. Apt oh, Debian uses Debian uses Apt. I know Debian uses that, but I thought Red Hat used that. No, no, it uses something called Yum. Debian uses Apt, which installs things called DPKG, Debian packages. Mm -hmm. Uh, Red Hat uses Yum, which installs things called RPM, which stands for Red Hat Package Manager. And it used to be that you could take one exam which only dealt with the Red Hat side of things, or you could do one exam which only dealt with the Debian side of things. They've now unified these exams, like East and West Germany, into this mega state of an exam. (laughs) The reason I mention it now is it's one of those things where if you hold yourself up to something in public, then it forces you to do it properly. I am going, I hereby pledge that I will give you the result of of my exam next run doings. What happens if you fail? I'll give the result. No, but what happens to you if you fail? Then I'll have to retake it, and I'll be utterly shamed publicly on run doings. This is true. And will you have to resign from your business? Yes, and obviously. Give your shares to Jake. Yeah, I'll have to resign. Although he hasn't taken it yet, so you know if he fails oh. as well, then you'll have to have the shares. I guess. Okay, that seems fair. Yeah. So there you are. Run, run doings. Next time, I will say what I got. So hopefully that'll be a Philip, uh, I Prince Philip, I Pedophilic Lizard. To my doing well. <laughs> so, um, with uh, I'm, g- <coughs> I'm very put off by the fact that I can hear my umming in the background because of your ridiculous setup. Mm. I'm concerned that it's going to be recorded on your microphone. No chance at all. No chance at all. Okay. No. So, what's happening at Fostem this year? Anything exciting? Um, there are a number of different talks. I see two more ladies talking this year. Um, one talk which I liked the look of, which is one of those things where it can go either way, depending on the speaker, was about um, engaging your children in various coding events and things like that, where it's a kind of a parents and kids coding day where they brought lots of little programming things together in one hall or whatever, and lots of children joined their parents, and they had lots of cakes and sweeties and programming. So I imagine it's equivalent. They probably brought out some robots and, you know, remember the old logo turtle with a pen on it and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And trying to re-inculcate some sort of fun in coding various things that make magical things happen. Which is nice, because kids don't really do that anymore. They do spreadsheets and uh, probably WordPress. Yeah, that's good. I've got the equivalent GDC coming up uh, the, toward the end of March. Oh, yeah? Um, yes, which is in... the, kind of the gaming equivalent. San Francisco. San Francisco. Which you mentioned before, yes. Co- 
but I exclusively your wife, your wife, go. Your wife's I... not coming with you because she hates games and hates and she hates San Francisco and she hates aeroplanes. She only loves science and Jesus. Only science and Jesus. I um, I exclusively only visit uh, towns famous for being one hundred percent gay as well. Of course, that's true. That's true. Um, and when you visit, you you throw a spanner in the works by being only eighty two percent gay. Exactly. Mm. Feared, feared in the streets. The, the streets. We're whistle watching girls. Good series two. You're on now, I assume. Yeah, it's acceptable. Walking very must be slow progress. Having to wait one a week. No, it's nice. It rations it out. You know, we like ration books. Remember? That's true. <laughs> you get your treat once a week. Your instant you coffee, your powdered eggs, and your pen up the back of your leg. Yes, they literally stick a pen up the back of your leg. <laughs> So yeah, Laura and I are white, white collar has returned. So Laura and I have ba- are back with our favourite white weekly serial. You told me not to watch white. I don't know. After your white previous color. telling me that I should in previous episodes of I'm doing, you suddenly didn't about turn and said no, you won't like it. I have. I've performed a U-turn. I don't think he would like white collar. You turn if you trivial. want to. This lady is not for turning. You're too. Tri- I think you'll find it too trivial for your uh, hardened ways. Right. It's a lovely show. It's really lovely, and you hate lovely things, and you want them to be on fire. Does it have that same twee, whimsical, cynical rubbish that Community has? At least the, the first two episodes. It's not. It's not I a. Com- it's not a comedy. And it's not a sitcom. So no. No, but does it? Does it have that same slightly twee feel about it? No, and I think you're wrong about Community too. So. No, I'm slightly right. No, the, the Community is not an issue. Isn't the tweeness? It's the issue with the universalism. What do you mean? The, the, the creator, Dan Harmon, is a universalist and he keeps writing these rather peculiar, sort of weird moral endings to the episodes, which they I really hate don't moralizing. need. I hate moralising in my comedy like that. On moralising like that, I like the one of the <coughs> few, as I've said before, one of the few products of American sitcom and other comedic culture that didn't moralise was Beavis and Butthead. Even, even, frankly, things like South Park and Family Guy tend to moralise a bit. Yeah, oh, South Park is essentially just morals. Yes, and even Family Guy is actually... Family Guy will occasionally go there, yeah. yeah. No, but it, it actually does go there quite frequently, to be honest. It's just that it, it does it does the about turn a lot more slickly than The Simpsons yeah. does. Yeah. Um, where The Simpsons is about turns, then have to turn back again. So it's saying, we're not really uh, Christian fundamentalists, but we aren't, but we are, but we aren't, but we are. And then Larry, Sa- Larry Sanders didn't moralise. No, what was interesting, Larry Sanders had a moral, but it didn't moralise. Yes. You know, it was a very, very sad programme in yes. retrospect, actually. It was, I, when I remember it, I remember it with pathos, because it was just such sad, wretched characters who should have been enjoying the multiple blessings that were given to them and the uh, unique opportunities that were poured into their head, and yet all they could do was be upset and fetch. And I think that's what made it so wonderful and tangy is that you kind of you said larry why aren't you enjoying the fact that you are a very rich very famous late night chat show host who can speak to anybody and yet you your life is full of ennui and it's as ever it's that tension that Mm -hmm. really made it work beyond the beyond the gags don't you think but it was true of absolutely every character i mean hank's the obvious one but characters like um Every character. Scott was Tom- no ful- there was no fulfilled character in that program. Indeed, Scott Thompson's character, the uh, Hank's second assistant, was just yes. this sad. You know, he was constantly bright and breezy and cheerful, but with only ever sadness behind it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think possibly the the, the happiest character was um, the lead writer, the guy I can't remember who played him, the guy with the shorter hair, and he yes. was 
because he was just he was he was comfortable with being cynical and grumpy, and that seemed to make him the only happy person there. Yeah, exactly. Again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you haven't watched every single episode of Larry Sanders, you need to go and do that right now. Absolutely. And the best thing about that is you just need to pay for, uh, get a free month. If you don't already have it, get a free month subscription to Netflix and every single episode is on there. Excellent. Go and watch. You can watch it. Six seasons of, uh, let's see how many episodes. It's only 13 in season one. There's 18 17 so yeah roughly so it's going to be around around 120 episodes 100 episodes there's only 11 in season season six exactly easy just spend your day doing it yep just watch larry sanders holiday can't think of much better holiday to take and that's what so if you had if you had a month subscription to netflix it would cost you six pounds and you could watch every episode of larry sanders ever yeah excellent perfect heaven high heaven high nicholas bye-bye Bye-bye.